With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slips a tackle, and there he goes. It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis, wide open. Davis still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's draft time, which means that we are looking to get as much information as we can about these draft prospects. And so, went to one of the smartest guys I know. He always puts out the draft analytics guide. It's the only draft analytics guide that I know of. Fourth year in a row he's been on the show, so it's like a yearly tradition. Mr. Jim Coburn. Jim, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Glad to be uh, back on the show uh, talking about draft. Very exciting for Jets fans. Unfortunately, it's been the most exciting part of the football year every year for the last bunch of years. Hoping that changes if they can hit on some draft picks, most especially at number two. So let's start there, quarterback position. Let's talk about the top guys first. You've got Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. You've got Zach Wilson from BYU, who a lot of people believe will be the Jets pick. Justin Fields, Ohio State. Trey Lance, North Dakota State. Before we get into what your analytics say about those guys, though, let's do a refresher. For those that don't remember, how do you compile these analytics? Well, at least at the quarterback position, uh, what I look at is uh, I take all of the quarterback data from touchdown to interception ratio, uh, completion, completion percentage, yards uh, attempt, uh, just the yards attempted, uh, and then, of course, uh, the quarterback rating. I take all that data and I do a 10-year sample on each 
season and then compare that to every single player since the 19, at least when it comes to quarterbacks, since uh, the 1958 NFL draft class. Um, and in many ways, it's probably the best sort of way to see. Cause a lot of people talk about quarterback, stat, quarterback stats. Uh, they, they talk about, well, this guy had a 66% completion percentage, or this guy did this, or this guy did that. But it just contextualizes that information so that you can see how productive were they for their level of competition compared to their peers. And data has shown that in general, um, when quarterbacks are more productive than their peers, they typically go on to become the better quarterbacks. It's not an exact science, obviously. I mean, you could have a guy who's really productive in college who doesn't really make it in the NFL, but the vast majority of those players who were really productive in college go on to become um, the very special players in the NFL. And with that said, now let's talk about these specific quarterbacks. What do your analytics say about those top five prospects? Well, in terms of all of them, they're very good. Uh, this is a very unique class of quarterbacks because a lot of them have 90-plus percentile grades. So just kind of going into some of the quarterbacks, Mac Jones um, has a 92.84 overall um, quarterback score out of 100, uh, which is it's kind of like getting a 90 on a test, right? Uh, that's the best way to kind of explain it. Uh, Justin Fields had a 91.01 out of 100. Trevor Lawrence had a 90.75 out of 100. Zach Wilson, of course, had an 89.26 out of 100. Uh, and Trey Lance did not have production against the FBS, so he's not really in the system. But if you look at his stats in context of his uh, level of competition, at North Dakota State, he was vastly more productive than Carson Wentz um, and pretty much dominated that competition in 2019. Um, so when you look at all the quarterbacks in this draft class, the only real thing that you can say to really differentiate them is Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields had one uh, had more than one uh, single-season production because, you know, Mac Jones really uh, wasn't productive consistently every single year uh, because he obviously had Tua in front of him. And then, of course, Zach Wilson, this was really the, the first year that he was actually productive either. And, of course, Trey Lance only had one major season in 2019. So in terms of experience, Trevor Lawrence and Fields are definitely those two guys. But this is – I mean, this is a really good quarterback class. Um, but I do think that because those guys only had one year worth of experience, it is a little bit concerning because – teams are really going to have to have really good quarterback uh, coaches to develop these guys because one year of college football is is not the same as one year in the NFL, obviously. So it's kind of sink or swim for a lot of these guys if they don't have that um, experience. Jim, I always ask you this because I like to show a measuring stick. Are there any quarterbacks that you look at the data of from past years that compare to some of these guys in this class? When, you, when you're talking about 90-plus percentile, um, you are looking at guys who are with some of the best quarterbacks of all time. You know, guys like Tom Brady, guys like Peyton Manning, um, uh, guys like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so it, when you're talking about Hall of Fame-level quarterbacks, and, and just quarterbacks lower than that, you know, just really decent overall, guys like Matt Ryan, um you know, a lot of these quarterbacks really are in that range of possibility because of their production marks. Um, 
So I, I, I feel like in terms of this class, um, you kind of have your pick of the litter, you know, if, if they have the, the mental, uh, ability, um, in terms of mental toughness, if they have the arm and all the physical requirements, which all of them really do based on, on data as well. Um, all of these guys from Justin Fields to Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones to Zach Wilson, to Trey Lance, all of them have opportunity um, to be a very, very special player. But I would say that Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are probably the two that have a slightly better chance just because they have more experience um, at the position in college. Any other of the quarterbacks stand out to you as potential gems? Sure. Um, I, I know a lot of people talk about, again, the top guys, but um, if you look at a guy like Kyle Trask, uh, he's someone who scored as well as Zach Wilson and has actually more experience under his belt. Um, Sam Ellinger uh, from Texas is another guy who had put up pretty decent overall score for his level of competition. Um Ian Book, Justin Crum, Felipe Franks are other guys as well. So, I mean, this is a unique class. I'll just say that much in terms of quarterbacks because a lot of them hit above the career threshold that you're looking for for all pro to pro bowl potential. Um, so, it, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of potential for this class to be one of the better ones in, in the last decade to two decades. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk about some of the guys that are going to make these quarterbacks' lives a little easier. The pass catchers, wide receivers, tight ends. We'll start with wide receivers. We know about Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. That's the top of the heap. What do your analytics say about them, and are there any other wide receivers that scored very, very high? Well, yeah. In terms of Jamar Chase, I mean, he has um, elite-level athleticism. He's, he's easily, other than Jalen Camp from Georgia Tech, um, Jamar Chase is easily the most athletic wide receiver in this draft class. Uh, you know, put up 90-plus percentile uh, athleticism scores in every single category. Um, and though his production is not really meeting all-pro potential, 
Um, he does have that potential to be a multiple Pro Bowl um, type wide receiver um, in terms of all of his data. Um, I think other sort of wide receivers to really keep an eye out for um, is you look at a guy like uh, like Rondell Moore from Purdue, um, very very athletic profile, very productive player out of Purdue, and I think as a I'm easily probably going to be more of a day two pick, obviously to day three, but he has the the athleticism profile of a really special player. Uh, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss is probably one of the better slot wide receivers in this class. Um, he has that sort of classic speed, flexibility, or balance testing that you want at that position and also put up really good numbers against a really tough competition in Ole Miss. Um, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota really profiles as Stephon Diggs. Uh, he really comes off that way. He's a very good sort of uh, speed wide receiver type with really good length and, and uh, very good production marks. Uh, Dayami Brown from North Carolina, another guy who also put up pretty relatively decent numbers overall um, at his position. Um, and the list just kind of goes on. I mean, th- there are a lot of very productive wide receivers in this draft class that have a good chance to go on to become um, starters, if not better. Chase obviously is at the top of the class. I mean, he has the best production for his level of competition with that athleticism. But I don't think it's uh, – there's a lot of guys, again, that could end up being a better long-term option than Chase, uh, if, if that makes any sense, just because of, of how much talent there is in this class of wide receiver. At tight end, the three names you hear the most are Kyle Pitts of Florida, who has all the makings of an elite playmaker, Pat Fryermuth from Penn State, and Brevin Jordan from Miami. Tell me what the analytics say about those guys, and are there any other players at the tight end position that could be a diamond? Well, I'll say this much. Uh, I think when it comes to the tight end position, I think it's Kyle Pitts uh, easily as the top guy in the class. Uh, I don't see him, based on his data, I don't really see him as a elite, like a instant elite tight end um, at the position. He, he could be like a top 10 type tight end based on his overall uh, data. He's, he has, I mean, he has all the sort of marks that you want at that position, but he's just not quite as freaky of an athlete as a lot of people are giving him credit for, but still a, a very good overall prospect. He, I mean, he's, he's a first round tight end. It's just, He's not exactly somebody that I think top 10 is kind of lofty considering that he's not exactly as athletic as a lot of people, you know, give him credit for. Um, But if you're talking about a tight end that I think is not really being talked about a lot, not really being uh, mentioned a lot, who tested very similar to Kyle Pitts, it's Noah Gray out of Duke. Uh, Gray is someone who is more of a, uh, H-back tight end, uh, you, know, you know, not like the full-service inline guy, but very productive player out of Duke, uh, very similar production marks to Coppets, actually. And athleticism-wise, he's actually more flexible in terms of just his balance testing, in terms of like the three-cone and the short shuttle. You know, Noah Gray was a guy who had a 6.83 three-cone versus Kyle Pitts, who had a 7.12 Um three counts so he's someone that i think in terms of this track class at tight end could make some noise on the right team um if you will um and again when it comes to the other guys you mentioned i mean those guys have fairly decent starter profiles at the tight end position 
But if you're talking about the two tight ends who really have a chance to be special to elite types, it would probably be Noah Gray, and then Kyle Pitts would be at the top of the list. At running back, we hear all the time about Travis Etienne and Najee Harris, that those are the two guys that could be potential late first-rounders or early second-rounders, so they had the class. But there are a lot of really good players in this running back class. You've got the two running backs from North Carolina, Javante Williams and Michael Carter, Kenny Gainwell, who only has one year of production but was dynamic at Memphis, and a whole bunch of other players. Tell me about these guys and some of the others that you think might be gems. What do the analytics say about this running back class? Well, this running back class, based on data, is really not that great um, uh, in terms of athleticism marks um, and production. There's really not that that Adrian Peterson type, if you will, you know, that that really special or even a Jonathan Taylor type. Um, And yes, the guys you mentioned, Travis Etienne, uh, is someone that I think has a good chance to be a starter uh, who has decent athleticism. Uh, then, of course, uh, like you said, Najee Harris is might. I'm not going to say he's going to be a bust, but his production marks with his kind of unknown athleticism marks and kind of being an older back are not the best signs for him. Um, again, he could be a, a starter, but if there's someone that I think the Jets and this is this is my kind of, I don't want to say hot take, but just my general idea. I think if the Jets got a guy like Michael Carter out of North Carolina, um, Wendell Smallwood um, comes to mind with him a lot. And Wendell Smallwood was a guy that the Philadelphia Eagles drafted uh, on, when when, uh, when the Jets GM was part of that organization. You know, He was the VP of, of player personnel at the time. And they tested very similarly. Um Carter's a guy that has a 95-plus percentile uh, balance score. Um, Really good production as well with the age that you're looking for. If I was going to really put a bet on on him, I I, I would put him here. I would put him there. I really think Michael Carter is one of those guys that has that production you're looking for, has the athleticism marks you're looking for to be a special back. And if I, again, if I was the Jets, and again, we're talking day two, day three, you know, we're not talking day one, but if I'm the Jets and I'm in day two, I'm in day three, I'm trying to find that back to, to, to do what I need them to do. Um, I think Michael Carter would definitely be the guy the Jets would target just based on what they might be looking for at that position. Let's talk about the offensive line now, Jim, because that is a very important position for the Jets to shore up here in the draft, especially on the interior. But they could use a tackle as well because George Fant is here as the starter in 2021. But who knows beyond that? And you want to build that unit out because assuming that they get a quarterback at number two, they are going to need to surround that quarterback with guys that can keep him upright and keep his jersey clean. So let's talk about the top pass protectors and run blockers in this draft, Jim. You've got Penny Sewell, Christian Darasaw, Rashawn Slater, Elijah Vera Tucker, Tevin Jenkins, Jalen Mayfield, a lot of really good players. Some interior guys, too. Creed Humphrey is somebody that a lot of Jets fans have talked about the center from Oklahoma, Wyatt Davis, the guard from Ohio State. So a lot of talent here. Tell me what your data says about these offensive linemen. Well, data-wise, this is probably the most athletic offensive line class in the last 10, probably even 20 years. I can confirm 10 years, uh, but probably 20 
if not more so, probably the most athletic uh, offensive line class ever. Um, now, whether that has to do with the fact that there wasn't a combine, so the pro days might be have a little bit of funny business, is a whole other conversation for another day. But there are a lot of really athletic offensive linemen in this draft class at tackle position especially. I mean, there are five tackles in this class that have 90-plus percentile scores and explosiveness and speed for their size and flexibility for their size. And you don't even have to have that to be an elite player at the position. You know, not every tackle has to be an elite-level athlete, but it doesn't hurt. So I think in terms of this class, uh, you have the pick of the litter, man. You know, it could be Sam Cosme out of Texas. It could be Brady Christensen out of BYU, Rashawn Slater, Alex Leatherwood, Spencer Brown, you know, uh, uh, Sewell from Oregon. Tevin Jenkins, Tommy Doyle. I mean, the, li- the list just goes on. There are, there are just a ridiculous amount of tackles in this class that could really work out and be really great players. Um, a couple guys that you might think in, in terms of just on the inside, you know, in, in terms of guard position, you know, um, the uh, Kendrick Green out of Illinois, Trey Smith, Ben Cleveland, Dave Moore, uh, Sidarius uh, Hutcherson from South Carolina. I mean, all those guys tested extremely well in terms of um, their athleticism testing. Uh, and then, of course, at the center position, Creed Humphrey pretty much leads the class in terms of his athleticism marks. But uh, Jim Morrissey from Pittsburgh is another center that also could could do some things as well, just in terms of his athleticism testing. So it, if you're talking about a, a draft position that I think you have to dip into in this class, not even day one, but just every single round, you know, in terms of round one, two, three, four, five, et cetera, uh, that's offensive line. I think anybody who gets the top guys in this class is going to get somebody who's going to be a day one contributor and probably even better than that if they have the right coaching staff around them and have the right scheme to execute their, uh, their athleticism. Well, that's good, Jim, because the Jets desperately need that, and they needed a cornerback, too. I don't know that cornerback is anywhere near as deep as offensive line, but there are some good players here. Caleb Farley, we know the talent. We also know that he's had injuries, so there's a possibility he slips. Patrick Sertan Jr., Asante Samuel Jr., J.C. Horn. That's my personal favorite. Tyson Campbell. A lot of talent up top. Talk to me about the best corners in this class and where they stack up, and then if there are any other guys at the position that maybe aren't getting enough attention that scored very well. Sure. And in terms of the top guys, I mean, if you're talking about just athleticism-wise, um, you know, J.C. Horn from South Carolina, crazy explosiveness, uh, 99 uh, out of 100 in terms of his explosion testing, very fast player, very productive player as well. Um, I think he's he's one of those guys that when you look at his production, you look at his athleticism traits, he has all the things, all the, the things that you're looking for at that position. Um, Patrick Sertan out of Alabama has that sort of prototypical size you're looking for at the position. Production was not the best, but still has a chance to be like a Jalen Ramsey type. You know, if you if you look at his production, you look at his athleticism traits, he definitely is in that sort of Jalen Ramsey area uh, in terms of his overall data. Uh, and then, of course, you you know mentioned Caleb Farley, who has good production, but again, the the you know injuries are definitely kind of a concern with him. 
but if you're looking for someone and and again in the in the lower rounds who tested very well i think paulson adibo out of stanford has that size you're looking for has that athleticism you're looking for at the position and has that production you're looking for you know he has all the the factors for long-term success um, at his position with that data uh, of course, Afitu Melifonwu out of Syracuse, crazy size, crazy length, uh, productive, very explosive. He's someone who's more, more likely going to fit in a zone defense, you know, in, in sort of the same way as like a Richard Sherman type. But he has all the sort of physical characteristics you're looking for um, for that type of player. And, of course, Asante Samuel Jr. might be the best sort of slot cornerback in this draft class of course he has the <laughs> the name recognition now you know because of his father but um he's another guy that i think has a really good shot of, uh, of, of becoming a really good player and probably the last player i want to mention is brandon stevens out of smu very good athleticism profile very productive and again he's a guy that you get day two day three even um just because of where he played um because again th- there's going to be a lot of interesting things to parse out this year just because we didn't have the combine and because the college football season was shortened. Um, so there's going to be a lot of interesting uh, musical chairs, I should say, this year uh, because of a lot of lack of information. But all those cornerbacks I just mentioned, all those guys have a really good shot to be really special players. It's not really a big need, but is there anybody that you like at the safety position? Yes. Um, there are a couple. Um, there's a handful of guys in the safety position this year um, to kind of maybe take a look at none of them really have special production marks this year, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, but I would say if there was one player, I think has a, a decent shot to, to look at him as, uh, you know, divine uh, Diablo from uh, Virginia tech. He's someone that has really good athleticism traits, has a sort of production marks you're looking for at that position. Uh, to be a decent overall player. Um, and then probably the last guy to really consider uh, would be Talanoa Hufanga from USC. Not the best athleticism profile, but if you're looking for a uh, a free safety type to strong safety type, you know, a guy that's going to play, you know, closer up front, kind of being like kind of an extra nickel slot linebacker. I think he could really do well in in that sort of day three area. Let's talk defensive line, Jim, because we talked about safety, which, as I said, is not a very big need for the Jets. Defensive line, also not a very big need for the Jets outside of edge, which we'll come back to. Who do you like at defensive line? Anybody that could be maybe a late round possibility for the Jets and even the top guys. Tell me about those guys, too, because you never know how these things shake out. Sure. Um, at the defensive line position, if there's one player that, again, is not going to be a day one pick, but is, is has an easy chance to be a really good special player, it's Milton Williams out of Louisiana Tech. Um, this is a guy that had um, elite-level athleticism across the board, uh, 98 to 99 percentile in terms of every single category of athleticism, and was extremely productive at Louisiana Tech. Um, now, again, he's a little undersized weight-wise. You know, he's 284. But despite that, um, athleticism is ridiculous. You know, if you run a four six seven at two eighty four, uh, it doesn't matter what position you play. You know, you're, you're going to have some good things happen for you. Uh, and then, of course, when you look at uh, you know other guys, Christian uh, Barmore at Alabama, 
he definitely has a, a solid uh, overall profile for that position. Uh, might be a little bit rich to take him round one, but definitely has a sort of you know profile that you're looking for. Davion uh, Nick Nixon from Iowa, another guy who has the, the athleticism, the production marks that you're looking for. Uh, Kenny Randall out of Charleston, probably another one of those again, kind of a day three type that has all the uh, all the things that you're looking for at that position. Um, and maybe the last guy to mention. Uh, would be uh, Tommy Toga uh, Togiai from Ohio State. Uh, good production profile, good athleticism profile, uh, but kind of again more of a day two area for him. But this is a again this is a very decent overall defensive tackle class. It's a very productive defensive tackle class, which is something I always like to see. Uh, but I don't necessarily see that many elite players. I mean, there's a couple guys. I think Milton Williams is probably the guy who has the best shot to be an elite interior um, pass rusher uh, type, kind of in the mold of like the Aaron Donald, uh, Geno Atkins type. But the rest of the class, I think, have good shots to be long-term starters, but not necessarily anything special. Jim, the Jets made a big investment in Carl Lawson on the edge this offseason, and it was the first time since 2008 when they signed Calvin Pace and drafted Vernon Golston, which that would have worked out a little bit better. But still, this is the first time since then, a dozen years ago, that the Jets have made a major investment at edge. And there are some other players in this draft that could add to Carl Lawson. You've got Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pay, Gregory Rousseau had gotten a lot of buzz before the season, although obviously he opted out. Quincy Roche, his teammate at Miami. So talk to me a little bit about where these guys stack up analytics-wise and if there are other players that I didn't mention that aren't getting a lot of buzz that could be value for the Jets late in the draft because, as you know, the Jets need an edge rusher and they have plenty of late-round picks. So if there's somebody there, it could be an interesting spot for them. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think in terms of the edge position this year, you you really have three main guys um, that that have the best sort of profile to be like a high quality um, edge rusher. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Quiddy Pay uh, out of uh, Michigan. Um, he's someone that again has really special athleticism traits in terms of being uh, really fast, really explosive, really um, flexible for his size. Uh, Carlos Basham Jr. is someone that I think don't be surprised if he goes round one um, because he has elite level athleticism and has those production marks that you're looking for. He's actually more productive um, than Quiddy Pay was in Michigan um, and uh, like like ridiculously more productive. So he's another guy that I think again just don't be really surprised if he ends up going uh, round one. Um, Joseph Ase from Texas, really great athleticism profile with the production to match uh, in terms of everything else like that. If there was a player that I think just just based on the draft tendencies of uh, again uh, of the of the Jets GM and Joe Douglas, you know, you look at some of the guys he targeted with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in terms of you know, and again, he he isn't the sole voice obviously when he was in with those organizations, but. Um, I think a guy like Wyatt Hubert um, is someone that has – he might be more of a day three pick, but, again, I don't be surprised if the Jets take a guy like him kind of in day three 
because he has the sort of balance that you're looking for. Um, when you look at the tenure of, of everybody from uh, from the Eagles all the way down to the Bears uh, and those organizations, they tend to look for guys who have really good balance, basically really good short shoulder three cone. They don't really care as much about that 40-yard dash as most people. So I would say Wyatt Hubert is another guy that I would not be surprised if the Jets actually ended up drafting just because he has that profile that they usually look for. But again, not someone who you're going to see day two, day one, but definitely somebody that you're going to see in sort of the day three area, maybe round five, round six. Tell me about the off-ball linebackers in this draft because we know about Micah Parsons and JOK. Zaven Collins, another one at the top of the list, but the Jets are going to have to do something there because they really don't have much at the position. They've got C.J. Mosley coming back after pretty much missing two years with an injury. They've got Jared Davis coming in, who is erratic with Detroit, so you don't really know what you're getting there. And beyond that, not much. You've got Blake Cashman coming off an injury. He wasn't very productive even when he was healthy, so they're going to have to do something in this draft. What does your data say about this off-ball linebacker class? Well, in terms of, the, the again, the off-ball linebackers in this class, I, there are a lot of really productive uh, linebackers with some good athleticism. Um, I think Nick Bolton from Missouri might be that guy for the Jets. Um, he profiles really well to Carlos Dansby, uh, which is kind of an older pool, but in terms of his athleticism, in terms of his production, and his level of competition that he played against at Missouri, he has that sort of Carlos Danzi like again. And again, you're not, you're talking about a really productive, impactful off-ball linebacker. You know, a guy that just is able to consistently get tackles um, for you, which ends the play, uh, if you will. Uh, Jamin Davis out of Kentucky is probably the the most athletic linebacker in the class with the production to match. Um, and again, someone that I think, again, don't be surprised if he goes day one, if he goes day two, you're, you, you know, you're doing really well for yourself. If you get him in day two, uh, Michael Parsons from Penn state, another guy, really athletic profile, uh, production, not the best, but definitely has enough to at least consider him to be a, a pro bowl potential guy. Uh, and then, of course, when you look at the uh, you know the the linebacker out of uh, Notre Dame and Jeremiah, um, good athleticism profile, production is again not the best. So again, when it comes to off ball linebackers, production is really really important. Um, the, the guys that become all pro players, the Patrick Willis's, uh, the just the the really special players. Um, at that position are typically in the 90 plus percentile in terms of their uh, production data. Um, and there are a handful of guys in this class that fit that sort of mark. But I think this is actually a pretty decent off-ball class. So, again, if, if, if I'm the Jet, I maybe take a guy like Nick Bolton in day two. If I have an opportunity to dip back in the first round for cheap, again, not, not a lot, but just for cheap, I might get a guy like Jamin Davis. Um, just because if you want a really athletic guy for that kind of profile. Uh, but other than those guys, um, you might look at a guy like Derek Barnes out of Purdue um, is another guy who might kind of fit that profile. But um, those are those are kind of the decent kind of off-ball linebackers in this class. 
Jim Coburn, who puts out the Draft Analytics Guide every year. It's something that is completely unique, and you need to get a copy of it if you haven't already. His mantra is, scout smarter, not harder, and his guide always helps you do that. Jim, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. For people that want to order your guide, want to follow you on social media, how can they do that? Absolutely. You can uh, follow me at Jim Metrics. That's J-I-M. T-R-I-C-S on Twitter. Uh, you can also go to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash J Coburn, uh, which is where the draft guide will be released this year. Um, so if you guys are looking for that, and this will be the sixth annual um, NFL draft analytics guide. Um, so I'm really excited about that. That's going to be released the week of the draft. Um, so kind of getting a tentative date on when it's going to be released, but um, that's going to have over 500 player profiles. It's going to get into the the deep and the dirty in terms of this uh, in terms of this class. Uh, so I, I'm very very excited about that, and uh, I, I can't wait to have it finally released and everybody to finally see it. I'm looking forward to checking it out myself. So make sure that you're following Jim on Twitter at Jim Metrics and check out his Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/JCoburn. That's C-O-B-E. RN. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.